berry season in Whatcom County rolls on. First, it was the strawberries. Then the raspberries. The raspberries aren't going to be, well, at least a lot of them aren't going to be ripe that much longer. And now it's on to blueberries. So for the small farms, the U-Picks, the big farms out there with the harvesters in the field, everybody's working hard. And it is time, well, real, well, well past time for an update on how things are looking out in the fields of Whatcom County. Welcome back to the Farming Show on your Saturday morning. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Glad you're along for the ride this morning. And uh, checking in with us um, from out there, I guess, what are you, lad? You, you, are you Everson or Linden? You're kind of basically in between, right? Uh, both places, Linden and up at Nugent's Corner. True, you have multiple fields. considered Everson, but yep, that's right. it's really dimming. Yeah, that's right. Lad Shumway with Shumway's Berries is with us here on the Farming Show this morning. Longtime local grower. His family has been in the berry business for a long time. Also a uh, former longtime local ag teacher at Linden High School. Lad, uh, thanks for being here this morning First off, what's what's going on right now? Do you you doing? I'm assuming raspberries and blueberries right now. Well, we're we're always busy. Uh, really, it's almost the end of raspberries, and we're in the peak of the blueberry season. Yeah, and there's always work to do with putting the getting the strawberries ready for next year and putting in new raspberries. So there's never a dull moment. Yeah, I think. Well, I think for one, a lot of people are like, whoa, raspberries are almost done. It goes quick. At least the, well, the older I get, it goes quick. Because when I was a kid, you know, working on the harvester on my dad's farm, it, raspberry season seemed to take a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes so quick when I'm doing something else. And then I'm like, hey, uh, they're almost done picking. Uh, but I think a right. lot of people don't think about the, the stuff that goes on after harvest gets done, which is the case for strawberries right now. Sorry if you, oh. if you didn't get any fresh local strawberries. You missed that one by a long shot but well even though maybe some folks have ever bearing varieties that have something available but what do you do in the off season after those strawberries get done let's start with that i mean it's a year-round process to keep these berries producing oh definitely it is and really the strawberry crop was a little bit on the light side this year and i think that was due to last fall it was so hot and smoky Mm. And that's when they set their fruit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to make sure your strawberries are growing good when you get into August and September, because that's when the berries are set for the, for the next year. So, you know, right now we've been irrigating, fertilizing. Uh, I just got done rototilling uh, the rows, sizing the rows down after we mowed the tops. So we're weeding. Yeah, we're working the strawberries hard trying to get them ready. So with those strawberries, and and technically, what would the term be? They're not ever bearing. They're what, June bearing strawberries? Is that the term? Right. I I just grow June bearings. Okay. June bearing strawberries. And what, 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 what varieties do you have? Oh boy, because I'm self-serve you pick, I'm always trying to prolong my season. Right. And so I have like sweet sunrise, which are early, and then the hoods come ripe, and then the shucksons and rainiers and Puget Crimson. 
So to, that's to make that season hopefully last uh, at least 30 days or longer. Some classic names in there, and uh, the hoods are still top-notch in my books. That's still my very favorite strawberry. <laughs> well, they are really good, but we have it on our website. If you pick hoods, you got to process them mm-hmm. within hours mm-hmm. because they have so much sugar in them. They sit in your fridge overnight, and the next day they, they're, they, mush. they're not looking. They're not looking good. Yep. Yep. Well, and that's why I love them so much too, because they're <laughs> so sweet, so right. good. And that goes way back to, uh, remember my uncle Rick, Delta Berry Farms, um, uh, growing hoods and shucksons out there. So I, I've been loving hood strawberries for a long, long time. Um, right. And that's when, uh, that's when I actually started farming was about the time your uncle Rick was doing it also. Really? That's yeah. crazy. You know, I was was just thinking about that real quick. And, you know, most people probably don't, but some folks probably still remember my uncle Rick Honkoop. And and he passed away from cancer in the early night. He's been gone longer than he was alive now. And and, but but so many people still talk about he was quite the character and quite the local berry grower. He, he Uh, he, He would go for it, man. Well, he was, oh, definitely, that's a great way of <laughs> describing him, go for it attitude. Yeah, he was one of my best friends in high school and growing up, you yep. know, so, yeah, we miss him dearly. Yep. Well, everybody growing strawberries and raspberries, and around here, they probably remember my Uncle Rick. Um, Glad Shumway, again, is with us right now on the, farm, uh, on the farming show, Shumway's Berries. So when do you mow those strawberries off? Like right after you get done picking them? Yeah, that's one of the first things you do is you mow them off and you try to get them short, but you can't get too short. You can't get down into the crowns. Yeah, that'll kill them. Right. And then we've been working a lot in the raspberries, you know, they're winding down. But, oh, when you plant a new field, which I'll have ready next year, um, you have to get get them planted, weeded. You got to pound the posts, put in the hooks and string out the (laughs) wire and rototill. So that's what we've been doing for next year already what uh we talked to strawberry varieties what raspberry varieties are you working with these days over there oh again quite a few different varieties of raspberries and blackberries that we have you know the early ones that come on first and they're they're done by by now is squamish Mm. and that's a variety developed in bc and they're very early and they're they're very tasty. So I really like the Squamish. And then we then we go into Tulamines and uh, uh, Cascade Delight. And I have some of Enfield's Wakefields. So a lot of different raspberry varieties. And yeah. then I really branched out into growing different types of blackberries like Loganberries yeah. and Marionberries and Boysenberries. And our favorite really is Tayberries. Mm. which is which is a cross between a blackberry and a raspberry okay and if you're to eat them fresh off the bush they're kind of like mild Mm -hmm. they don't have a pop to them Mm -hmm. but my wife Paige has found that if you make a cooked jam with them or like a cooked pie Mm -hmm. the cooking process just makes those things pop really and really yeah and really the tayberries probably of all the different 
preserves that Paige is, makes is is really the best one is Tayberry. I'm gonna have to try some of that. That sounds <laughs> that sounds outstanding, and and it's good that you mentioned that because we're talking about berries and we talk about picking berries. Well, <laughs> that also means it's the time of year when people are doing an awful lot of making jam, um, canning fruits. Uh, and veggies too. I know people are, you know, doing their beans and different stuff like that. So I'm sure yeah. you've got a lot of those folks coming out there picking not just for the fresh berries to eat, but uh, for for their uh, preserving of foods for uh, uh, for the winter, oh. so you can enjoy them year round. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have some traditional customers that have become our friends because they've been out here picking for so long and. You know, my whole business model, I've really switched from, I, I used to do a lot of fresh market to the grocery stores and I used to pick with a machine, yeah. but now we've just scaled it way back so that we just grow enough that our customers can self-serve you pick. And nice. that's, that's all we do. And then I've really tried to avoid using, as I, I advertise as no spray mm-hmm. and, and I do spray but with only organically approved products Mm -hmm. so the customers really appreciate that yeah definitely yeah so yep no spray and it's kind of funny on our website it's i don't know it was a stroke i want to say it was a stroke of marketing genius but we (laughs) just fell it we just fell into it where I wanted to call them damn near organic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Paige won't let me put damn near organic <laughs> on the website. So, so it's dang near dang organic. Near. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And right. just because that word organic is in there, when people type in to search yeah. for organic strawberries, we pop up. Well, this is something that I've been saying for a long time. And it's something that we talk about a lot on my podcast too, Real Food, Real People, talking with a lot of growers who appreciate the concept of organic, who uh, want to use as few pesticides as they possibly can, but they mm-hmm. may have that one little application of something that they need to do, or maybe they do really grow organically but can't really manage or afford the certification process to be able to you know legally say that they are that and there's no reward for that and there should be there there should be a reward for uh folks who are doing it that way that's that's what people want right well i think there is a reward because if you are organic you can charge more Right, but I'm saying if you're almost organic, if you're organic-ish, as I've heard other people (laughs) say, you know, you can't say you're organic then, and people just think, well, maybe you're just like everybody else, even though you're doing something special. Well, that's why I've gone to this hybrid, which is no spray. Yeah. You know, and I have signs, and and it's on our website that that explains that and and different varieties i i mean the blueberries they get such disease problems that i spray quite a bit in there but with organically approved things right like really like hydrogen peroxide is Mm. organic so that'll sterilize the plants and last about four days and then you come back and you can spray beneficial bacterias that will feed on some of the diseases and you get Yeah, we get pretty good control with that, but probably not the same as the commercial guys. But then synthetics, correct. But now we got way less, you know, 
herbicide, pesticide, fungicide load on our mm. on our product. Yeah. And people, yeah, they really appreciate it. This is The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, we're talking with Lad Shumway of Shumway's Berries. They've got fields out there kind of southeast of Linden and then out towards uh, Everson in the Deming area. Uh, lots of folks know them. They've been growing uh, fruit and you pick fruit for a long time in this community. Um, what, you know, lad, for me growing up around red raspberries, it always seemed so tough. To, how would you do this organically here because of the disease pressures between, you know, fungal issues and insects? Um, how would you manage that? What have you found uh, going through, you know, doing things the way that you do? Is it fairly doable? Could it be done on a larger scale? What's the trick? Well, I would say no, because I can't think of one organic raspberry field in this county. Yeah. I mean, that's how hard it is. Yeah, it is you know, incredibly challenging. You're going to have some kind of herbicide that you're going to need to use, or you might have a flare-up of some kind of insecticide that mm -hmm. you have to use. So, I mean, we try not to do that and, and try to really be honest yeah. to our, our ourselves and our customers. But it's really, you know, you can have a few plants at home and have them organic, but not, not commercially. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but the real game changer with red raspberries in particular was the um, arrival of the spotted wing Drosophila fruit fly that actually drills into the fruit and lays its eggs in there, uh, which is a pretty awful thing. So growers have to right. stay on top of that so their oh, fruit yeah. isn't contaminated with nasty little bugs. And yep. you know, SWD, and a lot of people say, yeah, this, this whole berry farming thing used to be fun until SWD, and now it's, you know, a constant game of staying on top of those bugs. Yep, definitely. I don't know. Is there an organic way to deal with those things? Is there an organic product that helps, you know, knock them down? Yes, yes, and that's exactly what it does. It doesn't work as good as the synthetic stuff. Right. But, you know, it's uh, it's called Pyganic, and it's uh, it's like an extract of, of, I think it's a chrysanthemum plant or, okay. or, yep. or something like that. And it, it, it works. And then, you know, you can use, uh, doesn't work so much on spotted wing, but uh, Dipel, which is an organic bacteria, works good on worms and things. Got it. Yeah, yeah, they keep learning more and more about the, you know, the balances of things and with insects and with bacteria too, there's good guys and bad guys and you want to, you know, help the good guys and hurt the bad guys and, you know, kind of the old way of doing things back when that really wasn't understood as well. Some of the things that were intended to get rid of the bad guys were getting rid of the good guys too and, and you know, putting those various ecosystems out of whack and actually making problems worse in the long term. So it's, it's cool to see people learning more and more about that, the science uh, improving and, and helping uh, grow fruit and grow it sustainably. Um, we haven't, we haven't talked blueberries uh, much yep. yet. And I would, you know, maybe it's just my bias cause I grew up around raspberries and I don't know nearly as much about blueberries, but you say the blueberries are even more challenging to deal with as far as disease pressure or mm. what's, what, which are well, more finicky? Uh, well, blueberries are pretty finicky. Yeah. yeah pro probably, probably blueberries. 
But I think those organic products work pretty good on them to control the various vectors that are yeah. causing problems. But I would say right now, like for me, it's the middle of the season in, yeah. in our UPIC blueberries because I have really early varieties and then I have early varieties and mid varieties and I have uh, one variety Liberty, which are still green. So wow. we're still going to be picking for like three weeks. And I don't think the commercial guys have even picked a crop of blueberries yet. Yeah. You know, well, so. isn't the thing that the, was it the end fields that always said, I, I think it was Marv back in the day that said, yeah, wait, wait until it looks like it's, it's ready to pick and then go fishing for a week. <laughs> yeah I, i've been told that too by my friend randy craft oh maybe like, that was a crafty line i don't know right <laughs> yeah. but so, uh, i mean and another problem in blueberries especially for me is the birds yeah the birds yeah. when you only have an acre and a half and the thousands of starlings that live in the neighboring dairy farms want to land in your blueberries it's a problem yeah <laughs> okay i right now looking out over my field and i I, this year I netted half of it. So I have nets over it mm -hmm. and I have, uh, you know, the flashing tape and I have my bird bird call going over here in the trees where they roost before they fly in. Scare them away. And, oh, and there's still a few starlings flying in and out. How did that go putting net over? I remember back in the day, there used to be a few fields around small fields like yours with net over them. But that has to be a giant pain in the butt, too. Absolutely. Well, this was my first attempt at it. And mm -hmm. the whole field isn't solidly netted. So the birds are still landing. Each row is individually netted. Okay. Like you might do with a bush at home. Right. And the birds are still landing on top of the net and pecking what they can. But at least they're not up underneath. Right. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a chore to, for the pick people to pick underneath it and I don't even, I have no idea how I'm going to take it off. I think I'm going to have to wait until like November when all the leaves have fallen off and right. then rip it off. Because they probably kind of grew through the net a little bit. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. the challenge. Is there a noticeable difference in yield then and what's available on the bush between what's netted and what's not? Uh, yes, I can, mm. I can tell a difference. But yeah. we're still out there racing around on our four-wheeler every once in a while, too, trying to scare them away. Chase them away. I know some people sit out there with a shotgun every once in a while and just fire off, and fire off a blast <laughs> into the air. Or, or there are bird scare guns, I think, too, that just yeah, basically like I a might, big firework and shoots a big boom oh, and scares them I away. Might have, uh, I might have shot a few birds with my yeah. shotgun. Well, and, and the starlings here, we talked about it a while back um, here on the show about the trapping program because they are an invasive species they're not native here uh, i think they all kind of date back to some birds that were come over from europe and were brought into central park in new york i want to say and then, then that now is they're, correct now they're a mess all over the country and they are little rats with wings i call them uh and they oh, eat, absolutely they eat a whole bunch of fruit and they aren't really yeah they aren't native to our local ecosystem we need them out of here we need to trap them so yeah um we need to keep up on that that trapping program maybe get some more traps I, over there i know i know and i feel bad for my neighboring dairy farmers because they're just 
in their barns yep. eating the grain and just pooping all over yep. the cows backs and stuff yeah so. exactly that's yeah, yeah it's not just what they eat out they eat up a bunch of feed and then they poop and that causes problems and contamination and yeah and they right. carry diseases the guy told me the 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 uh guy with the state who's in charge of the local program you know it's yeah it's the i last think thing they you can want. carry like salmonella especially yeah so get rid of those stupid birds and let's have more fruit <laughs> and and more feed for the cows right. well good luck with the blueberry season we're about out of time here lad shumway okay. with shumway's berries where can people find you well we have website shumwayberries.com instagram and facebook and we're we're really good at updating it on a daily, sometimes hourly basis as to where we're picking, what we're picking, and our hours. You know, we're we're really open from dawn to dusk, and okay. it's it's really and it's self serve honor system, and people are so honest, and we just really appreciate everybody's honesty. And I have you know some people come at six in the morning, and there's a lot of people that come at like eight o'clock at night just for the evening picking. So it's really well really with the weather these we're... days. That would be the nicest time to be out there, in my opinion. Absolutely. What about if people just want to come to the farm? How do they get there? Well, the seventy-eight forty-five Noon Road, Linden. That's where we're picking blueberries now, and okay. and then uh, when strawberries and really the raspberries and blackberries next year will be up on the Cypress Road and Mount Baker Highway. So they could go to our website and get our locations. Check it out if you're looking for some fresh fruit. Great local growers that have been around a long time. Lad Shumway with Shumway's Berries. Shumway'sBerries.com. Lad, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Dylan.